Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, the Facebook Live experience, an evening with Ivana Cadaver of Macabre Theater. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. I want to thank all of you for all of your really good words for the past uh, few months that we've been off the air. Just wanting to ask us, like, when are we? When are we doing this again? You guys had such a great time with Todd Tucker talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and now we have. We got a, we got ourselves a really good stacked panel over here for this for this week's this week's show, and I'm really excited for that. All of you are here. All of you have been have been giving your love, giving your uh, comments, wanting to know when uh, when to see this, and now here we are. This is going to be this is going to be an absolute blast, and I must definitely introduce my. My co-host for this uh, the for for this uh, for this evening, the horror host from the West Coast, the lovely Ivana Cadaver. Ivana, how are you, my friend? I am great, George. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. It's going to be back and to see everybody. Hello, Glenn Shirley. Hello. But it's really good to be back and to have some fun stuff to talk about. Some announcements and some additions to Macabre Theater with uh, with our two guests here. So I'm excited to get into it and talk about it. Yeah, and this is going to be. How about it? George, my 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 great co-host, how have you been? You got a lot going on, so you're going to tell us about that as well. I know. Oh, I've got yeah, I've got quite a bit going on. And I, first of all, like I just want to make sure that everyone can hear everyone. So so please make sure that that your your volume is is nice and high. Like we're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything to like throw you off or anything. We're not, no one's. I don't see anyone like yelling into the microphone anytime soon. So, Mike. Just, <laughs> I see the smile, man. I see the smile. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be a blast. So, so yeah, it has been a very, very interesting past few months for the Excelsior Journeys podcast. In a couple of weeks, not this, with counting this episode and next week's episode, the one right after that, that will will actually be episode number one hundred and fifty. And I've gotten I've gotten actually uh, two months worth of content banked because I had so much fun being part of Fan Expo STL. It yes. was just a real a real wonderful experience getting to uh, meet all these different people and with a lot of different comics creators and all these different illustrators. And I even got to lead a couple of presentations myself. The whole experience was just absolutely fantastic. And episode number 150 is the interview that I had with Rob Paulson, the voice actor behind Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, Yakko Warner oh, cool. from, from Animaniacs, the original Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So much that the man has done. And I even found out a few years ago that he was Slingshot, one of the aerial bots from Transformers. So that right there, I already I already loved the man as as it was, but that just kind of raised his esteem quite a bit more for me. But, but yeah, so you're going to be hearing over the next two months, you're going to be hearing a lot of of the different experiences that I've had from Fan Expo. You're going to be hearing them a lot, a lot of different, a lot of different panels that I got to get involved in. And every one of them said that they were perfectly fine with me recording them. So 
we got a lot to cover. It's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. And, and you can also find the show on IMDb. It's now listed on IMDb. I'm very happy to announce that. And uh, for those of you who have yet to, for those of you who have yet to chime in and subscribe to the show, I strongly recommend doing it on the good pods app because apparently the show is starting to take over that app. It just got listed as number one in the performing arts category. So a lot of good things are going on with this show. I'm really, really happy. Thank you. So let's go ahead and introduce our co-host for this evening. We got Michael B. here from uh, from Terra Talk. Michael, how are you, sir? How you guys doing? And we have, has, as a very special guest, Heather Campbell. This woman is a psychic medium, a Reiki master, a mindset coach, a paranormal investigator, and she even facilitates past life regression therapy. So that is just an amazing body of work right there. Heather, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, it's nice to be here. Thank you. And I'm already seeing some chiming in from various listeners. And thank you so much. Glenn Shirley saying hello, everyone. We got Harold saying hello from Louise. We have a Facebook user who chose to remain nameless saying hi, hi Ivana. Hi, everyone. Hello, Facebook user, whoever you are. And... Just so you guys know, you're actually going to be watching this through both Ivana's Facebook group and the new Facebook group for the Excelsior Journeys podcast, Excelsior Journeys Behind the Scenes. And so there's going to be a whole lot that's that's going to be happening with this show, and I am just really excited for the future. Very so, good. Let me explain. Let, let me explain what. So so you you got into Heather's you got into Heather's resume, and Michael and I met a few months ago. And it was just a really easygoing group of guys. And we had just, a... <laughs> I, I got to bring, I got to bring the jokes where the jokes come. You guys, it's what I, I'm, I'm, you know? I didn't know we were going there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what I do. it's what I do. But anyway, we, yeah, we had this really easygoing group of guys. And so anyway, needless to say, it's Heather, myself and Michael and Michael has got this great resume himself. So, Michael, what attracted me so much, what we're going to be doing from a cop theater is we're going to be bringing segments to the show and doing paranormal investigations, activity in the, in the, in the realm of darkness and the unrest. And macabre theater has gone to different haunted locations and paranormal activity, things like that across the country. But I really wanted to bring a team to the show. And I really wanted to kind of designate this for Macabre Theater to have our own team for Macabre Theater that kind of went around. And then I kind of wanted to get my hands dirty as we talked about. We kind of brought this up before. So this is my team and uh, Michael B, who has been doing this for so long. He has, he was in the, he worked with the FBI for 10 years. And Michael, can you tell us a little bit about that? No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I do. I mean, I, I'm going to bring it up a little bit. I mean, you did. You, you, you I, may, I may have helped out here and there. <laughs> right. So he might have helped out here and there, which really lent to what he's doing now. Because you've always been an empath. You've always been, right? I'm clairvoyant. So I, I do, yeah. I hear things. I see things. I get messages. Yeah. So so I just always thought that was such an interesting. You, you're like a rock star if you can do what Michael's done. <laughs> and I won't say any more. Okay. But it's interesting. It's intriguing. And so I thought that was wonderful. And then he said, Natalie, I've got my teammate here, Heather, who is just Reiki and and all the things that George just said. So we've already done two investigations. They've done two investigations in the New New Jersey area. And we kind of wanted to get our feet wet with that. But I wanted to tell you guys what was going on. We have new segments for Macabre Theater with, and, and George, George, explain to what what is it well michael really what did you call the name of your podcast no of course not no the what are your the name of your investigation yeah the name of your investigation the guardians and why did you pick that name i just was fitting we're the guardians for the for the human race we go out and we try to help them when they have issues with things they don't understand the things they can't see and how did your, how did, if it did at all, how did working with the FBI in the work that you did, allegedly, how did that prepare you for what you're doing now? So what I did is I went after people that were wanted, whether it be escape from prison, warrants for them, murder, rape, stuff like that. I was attached to multiple agencies, uh, helping them out. I've gone after the worst of the worst. Being clairvoyant, you kind of know where these people are, so it, it's a little bit helpful. How that 
really brought me into my investigative paranormal investigations is it's kind of the same thing when I'm looking for a person or I'm looking for an entity, you're still trying to get to that. Like your, the questions have to be asked. I have equipment that I use, but I just, I like the hunt. I like to look for things and I just like to hunt. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, so in other words, don't mess with Michael B. <laughs> and Heather, how, how did you and Michael meet? Mike actually found me online. Well, I was on live. What I, <laughs> you want? If you want to validate Heather's abilities, she texted me about an hour before and said, "I feel like they're going to ask how we met." <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Funny. But no, what I do a lot of times if I'm looking for a new team member, I mm-hmm. kind of describe what I'm looking for in Instagram. So I may say uh, investigator or paranormal or medium, and then I search and I get a list, and I'll basically just scroll the list and stop. And whichever one I stop is meant to be the one. And that's how I find them. Nice. Well, we have two investigations under our under our belt. And yeah. so tell us, either one of you, tell us, well, both of you, tell us about those investigations. Just give us some little tidbits. So the first one I was, I get a lot of contacts through Facebook, people looking for help, looking for answers. And this one stood out because this woman was repeatedly messaging me about stuff. And I could tell that she was she was in distress. So I grabbed my team and we went out there. And I won't again. I won't give too much. Uh, she saw something in a mirror. Uh, we had Heather go in there, and it actually turned out to be more than it seemed on the surface. So it was a good investigation. Right. And the second, the second one in the area I'm in, Mars Sussex County. There's actually been reports in some of the reservations of a Bigfoot creature. I came across these reports and some people that were talking about it and I decided to take my team into this area. We, we camped out, we stayed overnight, we went into the woods and we did a hands-on investigation and you'll have to stay tuned to see what happened on that one. And just to give our audience a quick overview of some of the other investigations that you and I have talked about that we're going to do, what? Oh, we have a couple. What I guess we focused on was a lot of the the New Jersey hauntings, like things that are known and stuff like that. And then we actually found a couple that weren't so known that we were going to talk about. I know we have a cemetery. We have Devil's Tower, which everybody will be familiar with if they're from this area. Um, We do have an island. I don't know if you want to disclose that one yet, but we have a good good island we're working on. (laughs) I didn't think so. But yeah, we have a few. And, And like I said, I tried to... I don't want to just go and find a ghost and say like, Hey, like we found a ghost. I want to go and like do so. What does it want to tell us? What is it there for? What's the purpose? Why is it like messing with everybody? Like I bring answers. That's what I do. Ah, the Facebook user is Hermit Sal. One of our favorites. Hello, Sal. Hey, Sal. And, uh, and he's got a question here. It just says uh, from Mike saying, Ever done any investigations on Native American skinwalkers and the New Jersey Devil? The Native American skinwalkers, I actually went to a reservation. Um, i trying to think of the name of it. It's a, kind of close to Chester, New Jersey. We did something there, and we actually were contacted by some of the Native Americans. I brought a medium with me, not Heather. You can actually find that one on my YouTube, which is TerryTalkNJ.com, or TerryTalkNJ on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, I do that. And then, Ivana, yeah, tell, share. What's up? Should I share? He asked about the Jersey, if I ever did one for, on the Jersey Devil. So. Of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so we actually have an investigation planned with Ivana. It's a cabin in the Pine Barrens where they've seen stuff, stuff happens in the cabin, and they believe that the Jersey Devil is around there. So they're going to give us the cabin for a night so that we can stay and try to see what we can find. So that one's coming from the cop theater as well. Yeah, so what's going to be fun is Heather, Michael and Heather have started this. We're going to put these segments on Macabre Theater very soon, like next month. And and then I will be making my way to see Michael and Heather in Jersey. And then we'll take it from there because I want to get involved. I want to get into the investigations, get my hands dirty. And uh, that was one of the ones that we had chose to do because it's so intriguing, right? I have gone on these investigations before, um, but not really, I haven't stayed the night over and I haven't done that. They, they've been a little bit more organic or not organic. They've been a little bit less organic. So this is going to be a lot of fun to really just hang with these guys. Heather, so, so specifically, what can I expect? So explain Reiki to people that don't know. Reiki is basically a manipulation of energy in your body that mm-hmm. she can harness and help others and stuff like that. 
Yeah. It's energy healing. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Energy so that was the question. What, what is Reiki? It's energy healing. So it's a, a light touch, fully clothed, hands-on healing. It helps. I channel the energy through me into my client, and it helps kind of balance their chakras. It can also help with pain. A lot of hospitals also hire Reiki masters to help with chemo, chemo patients. After they receive chemo, it helps with the aftermath. Gotcha. In the meantime, we got some we got some more comments over here. We got uh, David Hernandez saying, hi, Ivana. We've actually met, and it was a pleasure. I'm Always great. great. Glenn Shirley chiming in saying, that is so cool. There are so many hauntings in Kentucky. And also chimed in saying, uh, haunted bridge in Bowling Green, Kentucky. A girl ghost will push your car if, it, if it's in neutral. Now I gotta I gotta ask Heather because like considering everything that everything that that you've been you you have everything that you do, what was that initial moment when you kind of realized that you had these sort of gifts within you? When a lot of terrifying things started happening to me, I had a lot of different experiences where I could feel things and see things that I had never felt before, and it just kind of started happening, and I didn't know what was going on. So I started to research and try and find out what was changing, what was happening. I thought it was kind of going crazy with all the different things that I could see and feel and hear. And then I later learned, I found a mentor and found out that it's, I'm a medium. (laughs) My gifts were locked for a very long time and they unlocked. And then I was taught how to use my gifts and hone in and make sure that I can um, fine tune them all so that I'm able to help people in a very different way. Now, when you say that they were locked, like as in just like kind of lying dormant until you reach like a certain age before they finally came out? Yes. So everyone's gifted. Everyone has gifts, right? Whether it's clairvoyance or it's psychic or you get dreams, however your gifts are, everyone's are different, but everyone does have gifts. So it's up to the person whether or not they unlock them or they keep them dormant. So it's not just mm-hmm. me, it's everyone. And mine were dormant for a very long time and then they unlocked. Hmm. Heather has actually helped me unlock mine. And Mike, how does, so Heather was saying that she was going through trauma, basically, and she was going through a lot of terrifying things. And so with the work that you were doing, you, you had ultimately terrifying things happening too. So how does that work with your relationship? Back then, again, just like she explained, I was locked. Like I knew I would feel things. I would have what I would used to call intuition, but back then I had I had no idea I could do this. And of course, after that, there's there's a lot of anxiety and stuff that comes along with that job. So I had a rough couple of years or 10 or so. Uh, but then I started on a spiritual journey and started meditating and doing ceremonies. And all of a sudden, just I would be meditating and boom, I'd start seeing things or I'd start feeling things. And then I learned not to not to hold it in. So if I felt something, I would immediately get on a text with a friend and be like, so I just felt this. Is it true? And they'd be like, yeah, stop being creepy. And that happened a lot, especially with ex-girlfriends or girlfriends that I was seeing. I would text them stuff and they'd be like, stop being creepy. Like, how do you that? But it's, it's just how I know. And so I constantly, I constantly do work to try to continue to get stronger at it and not doubt myself. The, the, the issue I have is mine come almost as a thought. So usually that one comes first and then the human part of my brain wants to go, Oh wait, maybe it's this, but it's not. And I have to learn to trust myself. So oh, Heather's looking wow. at me going, cause Heather, Heather, now Michael and I have, have talked to, you know, quite a bit and George and I've worked together and Michael and I have worked together. Now Heather and I, this is, we're, we're just getting to know each other over the last couple of weeks because I'll be again, flying into the East coast. And so it's, it's interesting, but I, I always feel like Heather, I always feel like Heather knows what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like Heather's like, Natalie, Natalie's like extra, like goofy and laughy. So how's that going to translate? It's like, hmm. She's like, you better, she's like, you better take this seriously, Natalie. And so. Nat, one of, one of the things you'll have to learn about Heather is when you're face to face with her and you'll be talking to her, you're making eye on and then she starts going. And like looking behind you. And I'll always be like, stop, Heather, stop right here. (laughs) It's because I see something, right? If I kind of, when I'm speaking to someone and I kind of look in a different way, it's because I see something or I hear something. But I don't read people without their permission, right? Like I will pick up on people's thoughts, but it's 
I don't do it on purpose, right? Integrity <laughs> is very important to me. And I won't tap into someone's energy without their permission. But sometimes oh, I, I do. I get it all of a sudden out of nowhere. Um, and that, that part I really can't kind of control. Yeah, here's what's going to be so exciting for Macabre Theater. So we, we've been in a pandemic and, and everybody watching, everybody knows. We've been in a pandemic. Every time you take two steps forward, you take you know four steps back trying to get things done. But we've really pushed to move forward. So it's been, Mike, Michael and I have really tried to, we have, despite a lot of obstacles, we have gotten these things on camera. We've gotten things together and, and they're in the can to put on the show. So now the next step is going to be me flying out there and we'll be documenting all that as well. So as I'm flying out there and you guys, you guys will see this on Macabre Theater. Tonight, actually, we were running a promo in the shows, The Manster. We're running like a 30-second promo four times, uh, a little overview of what we're talking about. So if you guys are watching the show tonight, you, you can see it. And uh, but it's just going to be very exciting to have to have this element to the show, and it's and it's 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 new, and fun and terrifying. So there you go. Terrifying. terrifying. Now I'm curious, Ivana, how did how did you and Michael find each other? In this because I know that like I I knew that you would start you were starting this potential you know partnership on this additional segment for Macabre Theater. But and and obviously like everyone already knows like how you and I met and how, how that how that came about. But how did you two uh find each other? We met through a mutual friend and mm-hmm. uh, we met through a mutual friend and I had been thinking about this idea for a long time. I wanted to add this element uh, to the show and maybe do a spinoff as well. So we met through a mutual friend and we wanted to, I'd been talking about doing, getting a team together, having this show that I wanted to put together, maybe a spinoff, but definitely started on Macabre Theater. And so a, a friend of mine said, Hey, I got this great guy and he's, his qualifications are unbelievable and, and, and he's got this amazing studio and uh, oh God, he's got this amazing studio in New Jersey. And I said, okay, yeah, great. So we, anyway, make long to make a long story short, we got together, we talked and uh, we just automatically connected. We automatically connected. We're very, we're both very like, like what you see is what you get. Ivana is what you see is what you get. My friends and fans know that. And Michael's the same way. And so that really bode well. That really bode well for both of us. And so, and, and he's a doer. And, and yeah, he's a doer. So it was, it was great and, and a good communicator, doer. And, and so it's, it's just going to be very exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want it from my side... Yeah, I was I was home and I was bored. I had I just finished a book. I had some other projects, but I wanted something I wanted something new to do. So I'm a manifester. So I believe if I want something, I can just attract it to me. So I had this idea of let me put out a billboard and just let the world see my face. And I did that. And then within maybe two, three days, I met her friend who I'd never met before. He just appeared, he introduced us and boom, 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 boom. Next thing I'm investigating, I'm a top theater. Yeah. Yeah. I I always think that it's, it is amazing, isn't it? It's like the, one of the main things is I always want to bring new and interesting things to the show. And we have had so much downtime with the pandemic we're just coming out. Like I know for me, we here in Los Angeles, we're just all getting out again. That's just the truth. And so this is just going to be, you know, so much fun. And I think it's going to start a whole new excitement for the fans and the friends. I call them friends. We know that. Right. George? Excellent. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And you and I became friends very quickly as well. So a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. You're, you're a doer. I mean, I'll tell you what, George was, again, George, if, if you guys are watching out there, George handled so much of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which... Well, the discussion. Which was a massacre. I was like, I'm going to focus on the kills and on Leatherface, and then the mm-hmm. rest, I'm going to leave it to that. 
but anyway, uh, yeah, you really ran that and ran that ship. Amazing. George. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So that was fun. I am forever grateful that, that, uh, that Ivana, that Ivana was able to respond to my initial reaching out to her the way that I did. And so that um, was, that was the same type of a thing, Heather and Michael, that was the same type of a thing. It was a feeling cause I was going to, I was going to do no interviews. It was on a Halloween it, during the pandemic. I wasn't going to do any interviews. I was going to engage with the audience and live tweet and, and all of that. But there was something about his message. And I thought, I like, well, there's something here. I, I just like his vibe. And I like that. Uh, yeah, really. I said, I like this. I like his approach is what I said. I like his approach. That yeah. Was... But a lot of people, what a lot of people don't know is like, I, I legitimately answer. It's not somebody else answering. I mean, I had one year where we did a Halloween marathon and it was legitimately 130 to 300 tweets every second. And I'm just watching wow. the pages going through and I could, my brain was like, oh my God, like it was going to blow off the top of my head. But at any rate, I legitimately answer back everybody. I mean, it's a community, right? So I legitimately answer everybody back. And it and it is me. I want everybody to know it's me because I enjoy that relationship. So, but anyway, yeah, when I got, I, I will get, and then some people say, well, you never get back to me. And I'll say, well, there's probably something <laughs> that was going on. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, George, I sent you the link, but I I can't send the, I don't think I could send the file. That's so Jerry also says the bear remembers that Halloween marathon on YTA, then U2 America. Frankenstein was shown on that night, Saturday, October 3rd, 31st, 2015. The interview with Sarah Karloff shown on the cop theater. And That's that was right. awesome. Yeah, yep. it was, you know, and, Jerry, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. By all means, so, you know, go ahead. and. Yeah. So Jer, Jer Bear, I call him Jer Bear. Yeah. actually came here to Los Angeles and I gave him like the tour of all tours, but he came here for the first glance film festival and, and no, it wasn't first glance film festival. He did come for first glance film festival. He first went to first, first glance film festival in Philadelphia at the Franklin. And so then he came here for first glance film festival at the, Oh gosh, it was in, it was in NoHo, North Hollywood. And I just showed him around town and we just went and went and went and went and we went to a few after parties and, and I showed him what, you know, Los Angeles was all about. So I know he had fun. Nice. That sounds yeah. like a blast. Yeah. 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 But he remembers that, that Halloween special. Cause I, I, I told him the story. 2015. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have, we, we generally have it. We have one each year. This particular one, the network really pushed this. And needless to say, yeah, when you look up and you're seeing 300 tweets going at every second and the pages is going, that, that, that went on for four hours and then it started calm down. And I, I thought, oh my God, I don't know what, what, what just happened. So That's very cool. Privilege problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Herm Hermit Sal chimes in as well, saying, A friend of mine in Utah refused to take me to the Skinwalker Ranch. He either feared that we might encounter something or he was worried that I might want to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get there. That's that's an interesting place. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, Bear also chimed in saying that uh, he has watched Ivana host panels and that she's super awesome at interviewing people. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Mm -hmm. And Glenn Shirley also says the world is different once you see the universe from this point of view. Right. And good point. Yeah. Good yeah. Point. Uh, Harold also what says great topics and a lot, a lot of applause. Thank you, Harold. Thank you so much Thank for, for tuning in. And Hermit Sal also asks, can I ask a technical question concerning macabre theater? Sure. Now we just have to wait for him to ask. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question from her, from Sal. Ivana, have you ever had a situation where after you got permission from the copyright owners of a film to show that film, they suddenly decided not to allow you to air that movie? How would you handle that situation? And do you have a backup film ready to show at the last minute? No, but I've never had that situation. But what we... What we <laughs> We did. The, this is interesting. 
So we're showing the manster tonight. This is a really, this is kind of an interesting thing. We're showing mm -hmm. the manster tonight because we wanted to save House on Haunted Hill to kind of go along with the ghost story of people locked up in a haunted house, right? So we, mm -hmm. so I pushed House on Haunted Hill, which was supposed to air tonight until next month. So we can put our new segments in of these investigations that Michael and Heather have done. And interestingly enough, this is House on Haunted Hill. The original was uh, House on Haunted Hill, but I did on location. So I went to the Frank Lloyd Wright home in the Hollywood Hills, which was super I, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I, I got that location locked down in like three hours, which mm. is unheard of. But what, what did happen is we, I was with a studio doing a studio deal and we'd chosen a movie and somehow it slipped between the cracks and it, and it was not, it, it wasn't available. And we shot mm. an entire show around this movie. Wow. And, and I could not tell the production company what happened because I was like, Oh, Oh my God, what am I, I going to do? What am I going to do? So we, in order to make up for it, I called the, the council for the Frank Lloyd Wright home. It's the Ennis Brown house that many films have been shown, including house on Haunted mm. Hill and tons of movies. So it's the only time that I had an issue where we shot, we actually shot an entire show around a particular movie. I can't remember which one it was and we didn't have the rights to it. And somebody in the mm -hmm. race department didn't do their job. So after me probably kicking down a few doors and um, throwing a lot of stuff, I, I came up with a solution. And that was to go to the Ennis Brown house, do some segments outside of it and create a whole new entire show and make that part of the package for the studio and, wow. uh, and, and did it. Now, interestingly enough, house on haunted Hill is, is the, is that's the, that was the movie that I used and that's the movie Whoops. that's going to be our first. That's the movie that's going to be our first investigation. So that's kind yeah, of, we went to a, we went awesome. to a haunted house, and, not a haunted house. We went to someone's home that was reporting actually an evil entity and she was in Tom's river, New Jersey. So yeah, we're going to, I guess you're going to wrap that around that investigation. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. It'll be incredible when we're all together and we're doing these investigations because I have, it doesn't matter what goes down. I have a sense of humor. So we'll see how that, how, how do you think, how do that's going to play into this, this, my sense of humor? All right. I think that your sense of humor will quickly disappear when you're in some of the situations that we're in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, all joking aside, I'm, I'm adaptable. So the thing about me is win and go mode. I'm serious. I mean, I like to joke around too, but when you have something like staring at you in the dark, <laughs> you kind of lose that sense of humor real quick. I think what's going to be great is once we air the show next month, we can do a follow-up. Yeah. 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 And then when go. I'm on the plane heading to New Jersey, then I'll do a full social media blitz of me going and comings and, and all that. Oh yeah, this that'll be a really fun, you know, kind of uh, follow up there, yeah, as well. Yeah. And Sal, thank you so much for for saying that he wants to encourage everyone to purchase my book from Parts Unknown. If you're a wrestling fan, you will enjoy reading it. Thank you so much, Sal, for for that. I really appreciate it. I um, nice. very very grateful that you uh, that you gave it a shot and. I hope that others do as well, because I'm really proud of that one. And he also said, I want to thank you for reading and responding to my chats. Also, I agree with Jerry. Ivana is magnificent. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sal. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. And Glenn also asked, you said evil entity. Do you all deal with demonology? Yeah, I don't. You can you can clear energy without getting into demonology. I don't hmm. I don't get into stuff like that. So what will be our next investigation? I am still combing through a few that I have, and I'm waiting to see the dates that you're going to be here so I can try to save the good ones for you. They're all good ones, but... Yeah. Your your first one is most likely going to be the Pine Barrens with the Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And I was thinking, like, right outside, right outside the cabin is a tree. So I was thinking we just tie you to the tree 
put right. a camera on you, and then we go inside. And we hear you screaming, and we'll know what's going on. I don't. It will never happen. I won't That's how I do investigations, George. You know, I said I was different. Like, like Wonder Woman, that tree will be like broken in four pieces. Right. That's that's what I do. So, but yeah, I, what, I, what I like to do in a place like that is maybe if there's a room that has a lot of activity, maybe have somebody spend like the night in that room, but have cameras on them to see what's happening. A lot of times when you go to sleep, things mess with you and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So I like to capture that. Nice. Uh, Jackie Merson writes in saying, great interview. Now, if you get scared, depends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what Jack is saying is if if I'm going to get scared, I'm I don't we'll we'll see. It's 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 fun to be to be frightened sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, and uh, like if you're an adrenaline person, I'm an adrenaline. As we got Connor Chanley from Ireland. Hey, Connor. Hi, Hi, Connor. Hey, Connor. Any question? Yeah, I got one here. It says, where in New Jersey is the investigation? Jack, what, what, which investigation are you asking about? Take we, have sep- we, have, we have several investigations. We're starting off with two. One yeah, we've, we've already done two. We did one down in Tom's River, New Jersey, and we did another one up here in Mars, Sussex area at the uh, Mahon Dickinson Reservation. There was a couple reports up there, so that's where we went. So those are the first two. And then the devil jacket, it's going to be in the Pine Barrens. We have somebody they've contacted us. She owns a cabin in the Pine Barrens with all kinds of activity, activity and sightings. So she's going to let us use the cabin for the evening. That's going to be gnarly. I know you like that I'm, word. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we don't stay gnarly in New Jersey, so it's entertaining. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 973 area code on my phone. So like, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, I got to, I'll get to play along with that. So. <laughs> I say what adds. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be in Burlington. Burlington is, I don't know. I know where it is, but I can't yeah, see on a map. Actually, it's not close to there. We're And we're going to start New Jersey, but we're actually going to be going to different areas across the country. So yeah. that'll be fun. We're just starting there, obviously, because that's home base for Michael and Heather. And then they'll probably be coming here. Although I've handled, I've already had many ghost stories, man on the street ghost stories. I mean, here's what's interesting is that I used to do this segment on the Cobb Theater called Man on the Street Ghost Stories. And I thought I'm going to have to pull teeth to get something out of somebody. And every single person that I spoke to had a ghost story. And they were just more than willing to talk about it. And so it was really, it was Venice Beach. It was Santa Monica everywhere. I mean, they was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Everybody, everybody had one. Yeah. Not one single person said, no, 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 I don't, I don't have one. They said, oh, oh yeah, I had this, I had this happen. So people, people are in tune. It's just, are they willing to talk about it? Yeah. Very cool. And so, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Sal also chimed in saying, when you go into the Pine Barrens to investigate the Jersey devil, you might want to interview some of the residents of the Pine of the Pine Barrens. They're called Pineys and the police officers who investigate those sightings. Yeah. That's a big part of what we do is, is a big part of the show is going to be, is going to be getting kind of with the residents. And the locals and, and seeing their taverns and their fun and their food and getting getting an idea of their culture in that area. And I think that's going to be a big part of the show as well. I actually know a guy who he lives down south. He's he's always been like kind of a I, I don't want to say he's obsessed with it, but he's he knows a lot about the Jersey Devil. Um, he's a Devil's fan. He, he had a food concession stand called On the Boardwalk in the devil's arena because he was so like into the Jersey devil. And now he owns a bunch of bagel shops, Joe's bagel shops down in South Jersey, but he's agreed to meet up with us and basically tell us everything he knows about the Jersey devil, sighting stories and stuff like that from, like I said, he's a local business owner down there. So I'm looking forward to talking to him as well. That's great. And uh, Jerry also chimes in saying for Bigfoot here in Pennsylvania, there's Stan Gordon from Greensburg believes that, that he has followed Bigfoot and wrote books on the subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Sal also said he's watching the Manster and taking notes because you never know when stuff like this might really happen. Also, interesting trailer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Heather, I'm interested to know like more about the gifts that you have, considering that they're as as uh, powerful as they are. The the technique that you did that that you do the the Reiki. What was it like actually working with your first? the first client and actually like going through that whole procedure with them. Working with my first client. Oh, I have to think about who my first client was. So when I do Reiki, I don't allow past loved ones to come in unless someone asks me, it can be a little confusing when I'm trying to heal someone, I'm trying to help them. And then I have messages come through. So one of the first ones that I actually did, I didn't know this yet. So I had a grandma, a mom, an uncle, all bombarding me with messages while I'm trying to do Reiki. And it was very distracting. So I learned from that first experience to not allow anyone to come in until the end. If they want me to deliver a message, they have to wait until the end. Because during the session, I need to focus and concentrate on helping the the person, helping my client, rather than getting the information. So it kind of, I make them wait until the end, if that makes sense. Because it can be a lot. Yeah. Just kind of taking everything in and just, and processing it as well as, as detailed as you can when you're under those circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And once you did that, once you were able to have that connection with that, with that first client, was that your feeling like, okay, this is what I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Yes. So I started to train to become a Reiki master after I had received Reiki myself. Reiki mm-hmm. helped me tremendously throughout my own healing journey. I had a lot of depression. I had extreme anxiety and Reiki helped clear it and eliminate it from my body. And I wanted mm-hmm. to help others the way that it helped me. So mm-hmm. I was a client before I became a practitioner. So I could also experience and know what it is you, to expect during the session and what it does, what it helps with. And it, really helped change my life. So I wanted to help change other people's lives. And that's why I became a Reiki master. Wow. And is that something that you have to be able to do like um, just one-on-one in person? Is it any, anything that you could do like virtually? Yes, I can do it virtually. I can, it's called distant Reiki. I can pull in someone's energy into my field, do Reiki on them and then send it back. So I don't necessarily have to be with someone if they're having some type of issue, right? I have clients all over the country, also in different countries as well, and I can do Reiki on them as needed. Oh, wow. The great part about having Heather on my team is whenever I need it, I just send a quick text. Heather, real quick, Reiki, got it. And then she has to stop what she's doing and do it for me. (laughs) Yeah? She does, and it works. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. What What was your first experience like working with each other? She's kind of annoying. No, I'm like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, so like when I go, when I used to go before Heather would come around and I would go into an investigation, my team was just a bunch of regular people that were helping me. And I would walk in and I could see something or I could feel something. And I'd be like, guys over here. And they'd be like, no, but the person said it was over there. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm telling you what's here. Now with Heather, we walk into a place and we're like, oh, you see that? She's like, yeah, you see that? And it, it just makes it a lot easier. It makes me not feel as crazy as I think I am at times. Or maybe we're just both crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's, she, without getting into this too much, I believe in other dimensions, other everything. And we have definitely been friends together, whatever you want to call it. Um, we, we were meant to be here to do this together. She's like I said, she's helping me to unlock more of my gifts and if you would ever go to my Facebook page, literally, it's I scroll Facebook looking for somebody that needs something. I send them a message, ask if they want to talk to me, and I try and guide them through whatever they're going through, even if it's not paranormal, even if it's just they're having a hard time. I'm very awakened from the human sleep, we'll call it, so I can help people to just release some of the some of the stress that we cause on ourselves. Because if you think about it, the only I'm going to make people crazy now. The only thing that exists is right now. People worry about their past, but the only place the past exists is in your mind. It doesn't exist anywhere else. So you have to allow yourself to let go of that stuff and live in the moment. You don't have to forget about it. You can use it to move forward. But to live in the past, it, it, it doesn't exist. It, it's just you're holding on to something you don't need to. 
So I like to help people with that. And Heather's, Heather's helped me strengthen those gifts to help people. Heather, what, uh, what has your experience been working with Mike? I'm your boss. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be <laughs> working with Mike. It's nice because he understands my gifts more than most people do. It mm-hmm. can be challenging with someone who's not familiar with what I can do and how it works, right? Like he knows when I'm looking somewhere, it's because I see something, right? I'm not, not engaged in the conversation. It's just, I see something other people don't. And a lot of times he can see it too. So it's nice. And when we're together, sometimes it's kind of like a reading we're back and forth. Like his team is telling me stuff. Mine is telling him stuff. And we just kind of go back and forth and it flows. Excellent. And I, Heather, when you said, I'm sorry, okay. I think what's going to be fascinating, exciting for Macabre Theater is to be the umbrella that brings all these pieces together. So that's what's going to be fascinating for the viewers and the fans. So that's what I'm really looking forward is to be the the, the conduit to bring these stories and to bring the more of these gifts that they have to light. And then and then of course they're going to have to deal with Ivana of the Undead. So we'll we'll see what's up with that. Absolutely. One of the things I wanted Heather to touch on, you said you're talking to my team. You might want to explain to the viewers what my team is. Okay. <laughs> so we all kind of have our own spiritual team, whether you want to call them angels, guides, ancestors, past loved ones, whatever name you kind of want to associate with them. I usually use the term angels and guides personally, but it's whatever you're comfortable with. So there's a team of people or spirits that are around you that want to help you and guide you throughout your life, but they can't infringe on your free will. So they can only help you to a certain extent unless you ask for their help. So that's who I'm communicating with when I do readings. A lot of times I'm communicating with their team as well as anyone who has passed. They're giving me information. So when I say I'm communicating with Mike's team, sometimes it's his mom. Sometimes it's it's his guides. It's his angels. That's kind of who I'm communicating with. And everyone has that type of team around them. Most people just don't realize it or have access to it. Hmm. Wow. Guardian. I learned that I have an entire wolf pack around me, which I never knew. <laughs> and now I do actually see them. I, I've act, I had another reading from a, a different medium who I was using for some other projects. And one of the first things she said was, I see like dogs or wolves all around you and a wolf totem. And I laughed because Heather had already said, like, hey, I have a wolf pack around you. And I'm like, okay. And so Heather can see things like, I don't know if it's like a, an augmented reality where it kind of like overlays over real life. Mine is always, they don't show themselves here. They show themselves from here to here. So I'll see them here, but if I try to look, it's not there. And one of the, one of the entities, spirits, angels, whatever you want to call it, that likes to always creep up on my side is Heather's sister was always with her and I'll be standing I'll be like yay okay now there you go <laughs> and I would be like yeah that's my sister <laughs> I wonder uh, if Ma- this thing being around I wonder if if my cousin Matthew may be like part of my own my own team just because since he's been he's been gone since uh he's moved on since 2005 and he was a primary inspiration for the main character in my book it was my it Got like a, I had a sudden epiphany to name him Matthew Peters because his name is Matthew Peter Hankel. And so that was something that I've really kind of held on to for, for all this time, really. Yeah. And yes, I'm, I'm wondering, like, I'm, I'm fairly confident that he's, that he's on my team, but at the same time, I have no way of knowing myself. Well, George, if you if you cash at me seventy five dollars, I can I can get that answered for you. I'm not curious. <laughs> Don't think I'm not curious. <laughs> Listen, we do have group events at the Abyss, home of Macabre Theater. Oh, there you go. There I was like go. inappropriate. <laughs> Look at and, this. Uh, Look so, at this. Uh, I've walked up to computers and trying to get things done, and it, it, God, this is so strange. This never this just never happens. And I'll go. Oh, I'll I'll be right back. I'll say, just give me, I don't ever tell them what's going on. I'll just go, oh, I'll be right back. I walk away. It works. So it's kind of funny. And, the, and the uh, funny, what's really funny is that the fact that they have not shut down, like they have not messed with my system at all, since I'm the one that's broadcasting this. So that way, that way it's, uh, it's not, that way everyone knows. It's like just the lengths that are, that, that are going, that everyone's going to. See, yeah. George, if they were to mess with yours, then the show goes off the air and there's no, exactly. you know, they're, they're not doing, they mess with Heather, they mess with Ivana, 
it's kind of like that mischievous, like, ha, 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 look what we can do. Right. And, like, since you're in tune with it and everything, you can just, like... I laugh. Well, I, and that's what I did. I was laughing. I was like, can you guys stop, please? Can I just get on? Can you just let me through and enough? <laughs> you want to, you out know, that, come... You know, yeah. I was going to say, come Halloween. You don't even have to go, go to haunted houses. Just come here. Spend a few hours walking around my house. <laughs> I've had when I when I was dating, I'd have people come to the house and they'd be sitting on the couch, and then they would literally go, "What was that?" And I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Something just whispered in my ear." I'm like, "They do that." I'm like, and then I'll be like, "Give it about ten minutes. They're going to touch you." Ten minutes later, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting here. So you like to take things home with you after investigations. That's I used why. to. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I was learning. I used to go to investigations. I didn't know you had to clear yourself. I didn't know they could just jump on your back and you know come home with you. I I, I learned the hard way a few times. The same. We got some some more comments coming in. For another one from Sal saying it is great to see Macabre Theater expanding. Just another reason to watch Ivana and Macabre Theater every Saturday night. Yes, thank correct. you so much, Sal. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I I finally feel like we're over the we're over some of the obstacles and challenges that we had during the pandemic, and just moving forward. So yeah, I think we're all kind of finding our our. I think everyone's finding their new way to move forward in 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 this kind of new new world. Yeah, yeah. And Sal also chimes in saying, "My having roots in Louisiana and growing up in hill country." I hope oh, yeah. you go down to Louisiana, Louisiana, oh. into the bayou, New Orleans, oh, yeah. oh, for sure. and That's up in hill country. Places. It's one of my favorite places. And let me tell you, it's that bayou is, it's no joke. They have, they, it's, it's, there's, that is no joke. Nice. Yeah. And Jackie also says there's a hotel in Marietta, Ohio, the Lafayette, regular sightings in contact. Jackie who? Jackie Merson. Okay, so Jackie Merson says what? There's a hotel in Marietta, Ohio, the Lafayette. The Regular Lafayette. sightings and contact, good food, and a guaranteed experience. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry asked for more clarification on what Sal was saying when he said that you wrote a book on pro wrestling. That is kind of true. It's a science fiction five-part serial that focuses on what I call like the last remaining sport in America, which is a comp, which is known as the gladiatorial combat league. And so it has the, the over the top elements of professional wrestling, but it's once they get, once they get in the ring, then there's nothing scripted. It's whatever direction the storyline goes, it depends on who wins. And the main character is someone who is wanting to get, get into, get into that sport. So that way he can provide for his family and he winds up getting turned into a monster that has to tear through the ranks of the entire GCL. So it was a fun story. It was nice. a really fun story to write. And that sounds really um, good. Yeah. yeah, it was, it started out as actually as a video game concept back in 1998. And then, and then it became a treatment for a script and then it became several drafts of a script and then a novelization in 2002 which was only about 200 something pages. And then once I got the rights back to that in 2011, that's when I realized I didn't like it anymore, but I wanted another crack at that story. And so I, it expanded into this. Now it's like this, you know, big beast of a story. And so it, that wound up being a five part serial. So it was a lot of fun. Wow. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, since we're, since we're plugging books, I have a book coming out called Terror Talk, The Awakening. It should be on Amazon in probably about a month. Awesome. Awesome. Is that based on the experiences that you had? Is that fiction? What's the? It is. It actually starts with what I was doing prior to this, which was I was running an event venue, doing private parties. And some of the stuff that started happening there, me starting to meet with mediums and then getting into what I do now and kind of all the things that happen along the way. So it's a pretty good story. Awesome. I see Christina chiming in with with three hearts, saying hello. Hello, um, Christina. Hey, Christina, how are you? Glenn is signing off, saying good night and good ghost hunting all. Always good to see you, Glenn. Take yes, care, Glenn. And I think we've had a really good conversation. And so one more time, Mike, what's the name of your book? The book is going to be called Terror Talk, which is the name of my podcast, The Awakening. And the it's Awakening. basically the story of me. Awesome. 
Awesome. And Sal also saying this was lots of fun tonight. I hope this will become at least a once a month conference. We'll have to make that happen. Yeah, we're, Sal, we've we're, been working on that. Yeah, you know. Sal, we're going to get back to doing that. We just had some things, life. and Life, um, ha- life has a way of getting in the way. You know, that's... Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So we're going to get back to doing that and mostly just been concentrating on getting this content together. And Mike and Heather have done a stellar job. So that is, that's always incentive for me to bring something new to you guys. So Mike has really pushed that along. Heather's pushed that along. And so now I'm able to bring that to you guys. We'll get that done. And the Guardians will continue to bring you more information on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I will. And uh, George, you and I will continue to put these shows together. And um, as always, you're an amazing curator. And and, yeah, and congratulations on all the shows that you've done. And I think with that, we'll sign off. And mm-hmm. we'll leave uh, to the imagination everybody that's going to uh, want. Hi, Jack Mearson. Just wanted to say Facebook interview. It's interesting. Thank you. I was just reading a, a message that came in from Jack Mearson. I think he said, I think he's got something for me. me off so bad just now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's my ADD. Blame it on the ADD. Holy. So there you go. Um, so, so anyway, it's going to be uh, fun, interesting, and the next Thank time you to Bear. Have... Bear, love the Bear. Thank- but the next time we get together, we will have an investigation that you guys will see under our belts, and we can talk about it. Sounds this good. Is, yeah, the future The future is very bright for, for everyone, yes. for everyone here. You guys a have... Big, a big have, thank you to Michael for, for being a doer and pushing and, and, and yeah, yeah, for being That's a what doer. what I do. Yeah. That's why I'm here. For, <laughs> and, 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 and always being kind. And George... I love everybody. Yeah. I and George, yeah. And George, you've always... You're such a pro and so kind. And Heather and I are going to be good friends, I can tell. Oh, I mean, joy. Like, no, like, no, like, legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, legit. I can tell. This doesn't sound like it's working. They're all yours, Mike. They're all yours. Her yeah. are, oh, man. Her and I are going to be like this. I can already tell. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, any final words before we, before we jump? No, I just, uh, I, I, I look forward to doing more investigations with uh, my team and with Ivana. And I want to thank you guys for putting this together, having me on. And I definitely look forward to doing this again and hope you guys are watching. Also, I kind of got distracted with your question about Matt. The answer is yes, and we can talk offline if you'd like more about him. Yes. He's definitely a part of your team. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be uh, at at Terror Talk, Cash App tag, no problem. (laughs) He's so inappropriate. Connect with Heather because she's always, like, spot on with her readings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heather, if you want, we can even just stay on here, like, after we go off the air and – we can further discuss so yeah that my dear friend ivana who who knew just a simple instagram message would spawn so much yeah and i am very very grateful for you humoring this one man you know one man show over here so george it's it's, It's a good show though george yeah george it's been my my honor and my pleasure and you're you're a doer and you're a kind person and and we will continue to to have that i'll continue to have that feeling of really approach what what did i say i said you like you like my approach yeah there's something about his approach yep i said yeah Mm -hmm. i think and i then like three days later i said three days later i said i want him to curate an interview for halloween for me and that's kind of how this started yeah, because we were originally going, it was originally going to be just a, a regular episode of Excelsior Journeys. And we had some technical issues and it got to a point where we were just like, well, we're going to, you even asked me, it was just like, uh, can we try that one again? And I said, yeah, I said, you know, like, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and delete the file. Which is super rare for somebody. I said, yeah, I wasn't happy with it. this. Was, there was a certain part in there. And he said, I'll go ahead and delete the whole thing. And I thought, whoa, that's integrity. I I knew you were someone that I definitely wanted to, you know, have in my inner circle. And I'm Thanks. very grateful that you are. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. 
Well, guys, it's been so much fun. And uh, here we go with uh, Maccabre Theater. I won't say the name, but poor no. yeah, with Maccabre Theater's The Guardians. Uh, there you Mike go. And, uh, featuring Terror Talk. <laughs> featuring Terror Talk and Maccabre Theater combining together. We will come back on uh, this fabulous podcast and bring you all the deets afterwards. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so on the Good Pods app. We're going to take that whole damn thing over. So I look forward to hearing from all of you. For Michael B., for Heather Campbell, for uh, the always awesome Ivana Cadaver. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And we will see you again soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.